Welcome to Lakers Carpool. My name is James Brooks. I'm your host. Thank you so much for joining me on today's trade deadline edition of Lakers Carpool. It was a crazy trade deadline today with uh, Rob Polinka making some huge moves. We, um, I mean, we have some big news with LeBron breaking the all-time scoring record. That happened a few days ago. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about the Lakers schedule. We'll talk about the brand new Lakers look after the trade deadline. And we're just gonna we're just gonna jump right on into it. I'm gonna backtrack really quickly and just give a quick shout out to LeBron James. Congrats on breaking the all-time scoring record. It was awesome to see him do that at home. Um, unfortunately, the Lakers lost the game by three to the Thunder. Which, as a Lakers fan, I'm happy to see LeBron break the record. But personally, I would have rather seen the Lakers win the game. I think. I mean, Anthony Davis. Tough. He just played. He was a no-show. He shot six for nine from the field, scored like 14 points, but defensively he wasn't there. He wasn't engaged late in the game offensively, and the Lakers lose the game. Um, And if you're only here to listen about trade deadline stuff, you can fast forward through this. That's fine. I'm just touching on it just to make sure that I talk about it. Um, But yeah, I mean, LeBron James had a huge game. He needed 36 to break the record. He got there at the end of the third quarter. I think he ended up only with like 38 points, um, which also kind of part of the reason the Lakers, <laughs> I mean, he he was going, he wanted to break the record that night against the Thunder. Um, his family was in, intent, was in attendance. Like he had no plans of, of not breaking the record um, against the Thunder on Tuesday. So, you know, it, so LeBron ended up having, um, pulling it up really quick. Yeah, 38 points. So he only scored two points after he broke the record, which, I mean, like I said, he was spent. Like, that's kind of what part of the issue is with the with the Lakers trying to break that record. Uh, Anthony Davis, yes, 13 points on 6 of 9 shooting, 8 rebounds, played 31 minutes. Obviously the big news, um, not big news, but kind of the big, everything, everyone that, the thing that everyone was talking about was Anthony Davis's response to LeBron breaking the record when he broke the record. Anthony Davis sat on the bench, and when LeBron hit the shot, he didn't even stand up, didn't clap, didn't look happy or anything like that. So everyone was wondering, like, what is going on? Is he just mad that he wasn't on the on the court? Um, is he mad because the Lakers are trying to trade him? It was just definitely weird. It was definitely was weird all around, considering how close LeBron and Anthony Davis are. I would have expected something different. My guess, I mean, you know, um, spoiler alert, the Lakers didn't trade Anthony Davis at the the trade deadline. So my guess is like maybe he was just mad that he wasn't on the floor when it happened, that he got subbed out. Maybe his foot injury was flaring up. Maybe he was just mad he was having a tough game. You know, who knows? Who knows what it really is? But definitely weird still. didn't really sit right with me. I felt like there was definitely something bigger going on, but it is what it is. So, um, you know, LeBron basically, you know, was done after the third quarter. Anthony Davis was a no-show. Lakers ended up losing the game by three, which is tough, right? Like, the Lakers are in 13th place playing a Western Conference team that I think is in the 12th seed. Like, the Lakers need to win that game, and they don't, which which sucks. So, um, now we're at the trade deadline. Lakers made some huge moves. Um, Rob Palenka, he, he, uh, I will say he's steering the ship in the right direction now. I am not, 
I think it's nuts that Lakers fans are like, oh, we owe we owe Rob Plinkin an apology. No, we don't owe him, owe him a, like, what's the apology for? Like, sorry that he ruined two years of LeBron and Anthony Davis by trading for Russell Westbrook. We're hoping the Lakers can go on a run and figure things out this the rest of the season and make the playoffs and make a run, but it's more unlikely that it will happen than likely that it will happen. So it's, you know, two seasons of LeBron and Anthony Davis in, in a Lakers uniform wasted because of a dumb trade to get Russell Westbrook. Um, just a ter- like terrible roster management um, with like the super old team that he put together with Carmelo and Dwight Howard and all that stuff last season. And then the roster he put together this season with a ton of guards and just, you know, it was just a mess. And most of the reason for the bad roster was Russell Westbrook. He couldn't do anything. He was handcuffed by Russell Westbrook and the contract and all that stuff. So he's just making a mistake right by trading Russell Westbrook. So I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, Last night there was news that came out that Russell Westbrook was being traded. Um, Lakers were going to receive D'Angelo Russell, so he'll be back in a Lakers uniform. Um, Jared Vanderbilt and Malik Beasley. And there was a really great, uh, Kevin O'Connor from the Ringer had a really great kind of breakdown of that trade and what it brings to the Lakers. I'm just going to, I might just read it word for word. Um, where is it? So, <laughs> he, you know, he starts out by saying, acquiring, acquiring Russell Westbrook is one of the biggest mistakes in the history of the Lakers. Agree, 100%. Um, the Lakers traded him and a first-round pick to get Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, D'Angelo Russell. They also traded uh, Juan Toscano-Anderson, um, Damian Jones, and there's someone else, right? Anyway, so he 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 breaks down. Um, Jared Vanderbilt provides excellent defensive versatility, connective passing, and solid spot-up shooting. He can play next to Anthony Davis or serve as a small ball five with LeBron at the four. Malik Beasley has been one of the NBA's best shooters. This makes up for losing Malik Monk and the Lakers whiffing on bringing in Buddy Heald. And then D'Angelo Russell uh, will not need to change in dramatic ways like Russ did to fit in with the Lakers. LeBron guards are always empowered to score. He just needs to know when to defer to LeBron, which that could be a problem. You know, sometimes Russell was, or Russell, D'Angelo Russell likes to, uh, you know, take things on, on his own and, and whatnot. But, um, but to be able to, to pull that off, um, and only giving up who they gave up, it's, it's pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. You know, so, um, the Lakers, go in with that trade last night which (laughs) was overshadowed at like around i think 11 o'clock pacific time the the suns were trading uh bridges and like four first round picks to the nets for kevin durant so now we have to deal with kevin durant in the pacific division so that's fun and back in the western conference but so the lakers trade was overshadowed by that blockbuster deal that happened late last night so but, I, I mean, to get rid of Russell Westbrook, you get rid of that situation. You only have to give up one first-round pick. You bring in a guard who, I mean, the Lakers drafted him originally for a reason. Obviously, we also traded him away for a reason. But, um, you know, he comes back with more maturity. He's still pretty young and can, you know, 
I, I mean, I think he'll add a lot at the point guard position. You add Jared Vanderbilt, who's a six eight defender, good defender. Um, maybe not the best offensively, but a good defender. Malik Beasley, who's been one of the best shooters, like Kevin O'Connor mentioned, in the NBA. I think he's had since like the 2018 season. He's been at like a 39% um, free th- or free throw, three-point percentage um, since 2018. So that's awesome. So, I mean, I think overall the that trade was huge, you know. And then trade deadline comes around and... I need to pull up like my Twitter or something just to like go through and see, make sure I don't miss anything. So pulling it up. Okay. So so the Lakers trade away Thomas Bryant. We traded Thomas Bryant to the Denver Nuggets for um, Davon Reed and a second round pick, I think. Three second round picks. <laughs> My bad. So that trade came in, and I'm like, okay, this is the Lakers. They're just putting stuff together. They're going to make a bigger trade. Um, there, you know, quite some time went around. There's a lot of rumors floating around. A lot of Lakers fans are like, creating rumors about the DeMar DeRozan to the Lakers, which I have no idea how they expected that to happen without us having to trade Anthony Davis. Um, so then the Lakers uh, made a trade for Mo Bamba, trading Patrick Beverly, and I think a second-round pick to the Magic for Mo Bamba, which is awesome. I mean, we, we get rid of both Russell Westbrook and Patrick Beverly, and we bring in Mo Bamba, second round picks. We bring in um, D'Angelo Russell, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik, Ble- Malik Beasley, and um, Davon Reed. Who Davon Reed? He was like a, you know, I think he he was like originally like a a ten day contract guy on the Nuggets that ended up getting signed like on a two year deal. Who um, I think he's like a six five, probably shooting guard. That he's a pretty decent defender like he's probably not going to move the needle much he probably won't play a ton but um could be a good defensive guy if we need him so overall i would say it was a huge um trade deadline i think the lakers i mean it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it looks on the court um how it really pans out and how the team plays together but i will say i think rob Polinka puts puts um the lakers in the best position that they could be in to make some sort of run now will it get us out of the plane like will it get us like a for sure playoff spot out of the play tournament i don't know it's tough we're only like four games four and a half games back from the sixth seed right now so like it's not impossible but um it's more likely that we can you know sneak in in like the 10th seed or ninth seed into the play tournament so and if they can do that then you know, anything's possible at that point, especially when, if you have a healthy Anthony Davis and LeBron. Um, I think, like, the Mo Bamba trade, I'm, like, especially excited about. I think because going in, after we made the deal for Vanderbilt and Beasley and D'Angelo Russell, um, I was definitely looking forward to seeing if the Lakers could bring in another big, another big 
at the time we only had Thomas Bryant and Wenyan Gabriel and Anthony Davis as bigs. Um, obviously, and then we traded away Thomas Bryant, and then everyone's like freaking out, like what the heck are the Lakers doing? We finally get a role player that's decent at the big, a big you know position. Blah blah blah. Why are they trading Thomas Bryant? I figured it was because they had some deal in place to bring in, bring in someone better. Um, and they bring in Mo Bamba, who has like a 7'6 wingspan. He's shooting like 39% or like 30-something percent from the three-point line. I mean, only like two attempts a game, but like that's still that's still something. Um, in the, and while doing it, we, we also trade away Patrick Beverly, who I tried to be hopeful about Patrick Beverly. I wanted him to work out. I wanted the Lakers to figure things out. But... Um, just offensively, he's awful. He shoots like five threes a game. We're lucky if he makes one. Uh, and defensively, like, yeah, he he's a decent defender. He's a good defender, but like, I, the the bad definitely outweighed the good with Patrick Beverly. So we get rid of him, and only have to give up a second round pick to get Mo Bamba, who's a young player. He's big. Um, allows Anthony Davis to play at the four. Um. Yeah, I, I I just think that that move is it might get overshadowed by the D'Angelo Russell um, trade that the Lakers did, but I think that the the Mo Bamba trade could in the long run be huge for the Lakers, and like it buys um, kind of, it's it's almost like an insurance. Like the Lakers kind of get like insurance with Anthony Davis with his injury history. If Mo, if Mo Bamba can stay healthy. Worst, you know, worst case scenario, Anthony Davis gets hurt, and Mobamba can kind of fill the role. And it's not like the Lakers have a huge, massive hole at the like four and five position because he's hurt. You know, you have Mobamba in there, and it's kind of a little insurance policy. And then best case scenario, you know, Anthony Davis can play at the four, which he's comfortable, comfortable, comfortable with. And you know, I think we have a solid roster. Like. Like I don't know, maybe am I crazy? But I feel like this Lakers roster is has more depth and is better than the Lakers roster in 2020 when we when we won the, the bubble championship. I'm not, maybe I'm just being too hopeful, but like I feel like you put this team up against that team, and I mean obviously like Anthony Davis, LeBron James cancel each other out. Um, you have. I mean, I guess we have to just see how it plays out, but you have Jared Vanderbilt, who's actually, like, a good defender. Like, the Lakers didn't really have great defenders that season. I know KCP and Danny Green kind of turned into, like, the Lakers 3 and D guys, and it worked out. But throughout the entire season, I, I, I remember always talking, like, man, I like, Danny Green just, like, doesn't get it done. He's not a – like, he can't shoot the three, and he doesn't defend that well. And then KCP – he he ultimately got that shot down. He ended up being a decent three-point shooter for the Lakers. And he was probably the best 3 and D guy that we had on that team. But he was only like 6'5". Like, he's not like a big defender. Like, he can't step in and guard Giannis or something. And, like, Vanderbilt's only 6'8". Like, he's not going to step in and stop Giannis every time. But I feel like he would give you a better chance at shutting Giannis down or someone like that. Paul George, Kawhi Leonard than KCP would. Um, you had D'Angelo Russell, who, like, the Lakers didn't really have, like, a... We didn't didn't really have a specific point guard on that championship roster. We had, like, Rondo. Um, it was really LeBron kind of just playing the guard spot. Alex Caruso. Um, 
with Alex Crusoe, right, or with um, Malik Beasley, you know, you add good three-point shooting, which we kind of had in KCP. So, I mean, I don't know. I Maybe I'm crazy. And then you have Mo Bamba uh, compared to, like, JaVale McGee or Dwight Howard. And JaVale McGee and Dwight Howard had more experience, and maybe that veteran presence was a little better, but you, I, I feel like you're getting more, like, raw athleticism and obviously he's young so like you can he can grow and kind of become something that um whereas JaVale and, JaVale and Dwight Howard you're kind of getting just who they were so I don't know maybe I'm being too hopeful but I feel like the Lakers are in a really good spot I think you know and then also in the um in the offseason you know we'll see what happens this season I don't think we can get our hopes too high with the Lakers like it'd be awesome if the Lakers could make a run and at least make the play-in tournament, I'm not I'm not going to keep my hopes up, but it's possible. Um, but at the very least, in the off season, the you know D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, like that trade, the, those guys that are brought in, can and all the picks we brought in can we can package into something to make a bigger trade. If you wanted to bring in like Demar Derozan or someone like that, so we'll see. Um, you gotta wait and see. I know that's kind of like my motto. I feel like just gotta wait and see. Um, so Lakers play tonight. They play, (laughs) they play the, um, they play the Bucks tonight, which we talked about a little bit in my last episode. And obviously the team looks a little different now. Like obviously like tonight, we're not going to have D'Angelo Russell, um, It'll be interesting to see who we even can play tonight because <laughs> we have like nobody. So we play the Bucks tonight, and we're still eight percent, point eight percent favorites against the Bucks. That that probably means I mean, Giannis is still listed as day to day. Brook Lopez is listed as day to day. LeBron and AD are listed as day to day. So we'll see. I I don't really know who's actually going to. Uh, be able to suit up for the Lakers. I'm, mean, you know, I'm assuming Russell Westbrook isn't playing, and Patrick Beverly. I mean, we still have Schroeder, and we have uh, Lonnie Walker, and and uh, Wendy Gabriel. Like we have guys, like they'll play. So it'll be interesting, interesting to see if the Lakers can get a win. That's what sucks. It's like we we have this huge trade deadline um, where we, we the team gets better, but tonight in the game we're gonna lose, and we'll go. We're already five games below 500. We'll probably go six games below 500, which is a bummer. Um, and then on Saturday, we play the Warriors, which that'll probably be the Lakers, like our first game with the full new squad. So that'll be a, I mean, that's a must-win game. It's a Pacific uh, Division rival. It's a West Western Conference rival. They're 28 and 27. We're 25 and 30 right now. Um, and, and in terms of the standings, we are um, three games back from the from the Warriors. The Warriors are currently in the ninth, ninth seed in the in the Western Conference. We're obviously in the thirteenth seed. So a win against them bumps us up, makes us only two games behind them. You know, so it's like that. We just got to chip away where we can. Um, I'm going to take a quick break, and we're going to chat a little bit more about kind of what the Western Western Conference looks like and the rest of the season for the Lakers. NBA fans, it's time to bring the hoops action to the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 
This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat, same-game parlay every day. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app today. Opt in and place the same-game parlay on any NBA game, and if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back. Um, I mean, for instance, like the Lakers, they're playing the Thunder and the Bucks coming up um, where LeBron is going for <laughs> he's going for the record. He's going for the all-time scoring record. So I feel like um, those two games would be great same-game parlays for um, – for like betting for the Lakers. I mean, I personally, I'd, I'd go for it. Um, you can download the app now and sign up with code TBPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA with code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right, so looking at the Western Conference, there is quite a quite a, a quite a big range of moves that were made. Um, obviously, Kyrie Irving to Dallas was a big move. Um, Kevin Durant to Phoenix, which I mentioned earlier, was huge. Um, the Clippers made a few moves. They traded uh, Reggie Jackson for Mason Plumley. They brought in Bones Highland for some second round picks. And who they also they they brought in someone else too. Um, I don't know. I feel like the Clippers kind of got worse. There's also rumors now going around that the that Russell Westbrook is going to um, buy get bought out from the Jazz because I think he's uh, the the Lakers trade. I, I forgot to mention was a three team deal between the Timberwolves and the Jazz and the Lakers. So I forget. I think Con Mike Conley went from the Jazz to the Timberwolves. Uh, Russell Westbrook went to the Jazz, and then we got Russell Vanderbilt and um, Malik, Be- Malik Beasley. So um, I think, yeah, there's rumors going around that that Russell Westbrook either wants to get bought out and go to the Heat or to the Clippers. Low-key kind of hoping he goes to the Clippers. Like, I feel like the Clippers, if that happens, the Clippers definitely got worse. Like, I mean, I haven't watched them much, much this season. They're, they have a lot of depth. They've been a decent team. They're four games above 500. They're in the sixth seed in the West. But you trade away Reggie Jackson and bring in Russell Westbrook. That alone. I mean, I know like Bones Highland. He was on the Nuggets who were in, in first place. And um, I'm trying to see what his stats were. He only started one game, so he's not like a starter. He averages 12 points. It's pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, he can he can come in and he can he can do some stuff with the Clippers probably. So that's a decent ad, I'd say, for only trading second round picks for him. Um, so yeah, I mean, I feel like the I feel like the Clippers potentially if they sign Russell Westbrook, they got worse. That's just as I'm just saying it. Phoenix is currently sitting in the five seed. They added Kevin Durant, like I mentioned. They traded away Bridges in four first-round picks. Bridges, he's a good defender, um, good shooter. And so I feel like Phoenix got worse defensively, potentially. You know, Durant, like he, Durant can be a good defender. Like he's seven foot tall, but he's not really known as being like a lockdown defender guy. So um, we'll see what, what, I don't know. I feel like they also lost um, Jay Crowder, who I know he hasn't really been playing this season, but 
Jay Crowder was a like a defense guy for Phoenix. So defensively, I feel like there are some holes with the Suns, but you have to imagine you have to. I would imagine that they're going to get better than the fifth seed. Dallas will probably make a run. Um, you know, Sacramento didn't do anything. I don't think I saw. They're sitting at thirty-one and twenty-three. They're two games ahead of Dallas and um, Phoenix. Dallas and Phoenix are actually tied. They're thirty and twenty-six apiece. So. Um, I feel like there's gonna just there's there's gonna be a lot of movement. I mean, Denver made some moves. They added Thomas Bryant, which is interesting. I feel like, I mean, he he can help them. Um, Memphis. I don't think they really made too many trades. There was one trade I saw, but it wasn't like a huge trade. Um, you know, they're four games ahead of Dallas and Phoenix, and um, yeah. I mean, I I feel like there's gonna be a in the last, you know, 20 plus games this season, there's going to be a lot of movement in the Western Conference. Hopefully, we see the, see the Lakers moving up. I think I'll probably have a better analysis of the Lakers and the future this season after I see them play on Saturday as a team. Um we at least get I mean, it's a tough tough next like 1 2 3 4 5 6 8 games. Bucks, Warriors, Blazers, Pelicans, Warriors, Mavericks, Grizzlies. Bucks you know, with a shell of a team tonight, we're probably not winning that game. Warriors, I mean, we should be able to win. Um, we're not favored to win that game, but um, Blazers, we should be able to win that game. Uh, Pelicans, we should win. Warriors, again, we should win. Mavericks and Grizzlies will be tough, but we've beaten both those teams, I think, this season. Or We've lost to the Mavericks both times this season. One of those games went into double overtime, though. That was one of those games that we should have won if we got the foul call on uh, Troy Brown Jr. Um, Grizzlies, I think we've beaten them a couple times. No, we've only played them once. We beat them, though, uh, by one point. <laughs> so I think that these, I don't know, I feel like the matchup predictors on ESPN are going to be adjusted once we actually see how the Lakers look um, on Saturday and on Monday against the Warriors and the Blazers. So, I mean, yeah, it's a tough next eight games for the Lakers and then looking ahead to March I mean the the thing is is the Western Conference is tough now right we've added Kyrie we've added Kevin Durant did them two alone make it tough oh yeah the the Clippers also traded away John Wall uh, back to the Rockets and they brought in Eric Gordon I forgot about that um and I mean Eric Gordon's a good role player so I mean that's that's good but I think at the end of the day, no matter what moves they did, if they add Russell Westbrook, <laughs> they're screwed. That just, it just, it, he's a curse, you know. So, um, all in all, we're feeling good. Lakers Nation, the the Russell Westbrook nightmare is over in Los Angeles, at least for the Lakers. Um, and I think that Rob Polinka, he is righting the wrongs that have been done. It doesn't. He doesn't deserve an apology. He still screwed us over. He still traded for Russell Westbrook, traded away a championship roster when he didn't need to. And um Yeah, I I I I'm glad that he made some good moves. I'm I'm excited to see D'Angelo Russell back um in a Lakers uniform. I know my brother's excited because he has a a D'Angelo Russell signed Lakers hat, so he'll bring that out of a uh, retirement. Um be nice to have someone that can shoot. It'll be nice to have a team that can spread the floor. And I think that this new look Lakers, whether 
unfortunately, they're playing with a handicap this season. They're five games below 500 with, you know, a little over 20 games left in the season. We're not, we unfortunately just can't, um, I don't know, if we don't make the playoffs, it's not the new team's fault, obviously. So, and then we'll see what happens in the offseason. Do we trade for a, a bigger star? Do we hold on to the team? Um, it's nice to have the options, and it's nice. I think if the Lakers hold this team next season, they're definitely a playoff team. Um, if they trade some of these guys for a, you know, a third star, as long as it's not Russell Westbrook, um, they're a playoff team. So I think things are looking up for us Lakers fans, and it's just a matter of time to, to see how the Lakers do. So, you know, we'll tune in tonight. Hopefully the Lakers can pull out a win against the Bucks in uh, in Los Angeles tonight and then on Saturday with the new look Lakers against the Warriors. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, thank you so much for listening and go Lakers. Mm-hmm.